This is the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk about retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry. I'm Megan Kendrick, owner of Spa Retailer Magazine. And I'm Jeff Bailey, owner of Spring Dance Hot Tubs in Philadelphia. This episode is brought to you by Bullfrog Spas. So today on the podcast, we have Dan Friedman from the Hot Tub Store in Northern California. We interviewed Dan for a story on Yelp and reviews um, that's in our latest issue, which is our our marketing issue. We devoted an entire issue to marketing. And so thank you, Dan, for doing that. And thank you for being on the podcast. It's uh, nice to be here. Great to have you on here, Dan. I have to come out and admit right now, Megan, that uh, Dan is, a, I would consider him a good industry friend. He is somebody I've known, and a friend for that matter, but I've known him for a long time. Dan, do you remember when we flew to uh, Hawaii, or no, flew from Honolulu to Sydney overnight? Do you remember that? I'm sure we met before that, but that's my first real memory, Yes, is stumbling upon you and Diane at the airport in Honolulu. Yes, and and we wound up <laughs> we wound up uh, leaving the airport. I'll never forget this. We left at quarter to twelve on on Saturday night, and I think some thirteen hours later we landed, <laughs> and it was seven thirty Monday morning. Oh we, man, there was no Sunday. It was really can really lose your mind. Think trying trying to get your head wrapped around that is kind of wild. Was this but, for um, was this for a dealer trip? Yes, yeah. Watkins took us to uh, Sydney, and it was that was an amazing trip. And we were smart enough to break up the flight by going to Hawaii for a few days. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it so, turns out, yeah, you're right. Now that you say that, yes, that's exactly what we did. <laughs> oh, sounds, sounds terrible, guys. I can't believe you survived it. Oh, it was. <laughs> Life is tough. When, uh, when was this? Oh, my goodness. I was just thinking about uh, that. You know what? I can look up here on my – I have this whole thing on my – a shelf in my office that has all stuff from the different trips – because they send so much junk, like every month they'll send a, <laughs> they'll send some kind of trinket. And Magic Isle was in 2005, so Sydney would have been 2006. Because because we went to Hawaii twice in a row, yeah. So it was 2006. Okay, great. So you guys have known each other for quite a while then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And and you know what? We're in that inner circle of dealers that are always trying harder. And I don't, I don't mean that as an arrogant or cocky statement, but it's, it's true. So you have, um, so you have a lot in common then, besides just selling the same brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, multiple no, showrooms, same brands, plural. Yeah, yep. So I mean, speaking of multiple showrooms, um, Dan, can you tell us how you got into the industry and and a little bit of history of the of the hot tub store? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I got. Uh, let me go to the start with the history and then we'll work me in because the history is older than I am. <laughs> so our founder, Bob Wismer, moved to Northern California from Southern California in the 1970s because he wanted a better place to raise his children. And in his circle in Southern California, everybody had a pool. He got up here to Santa Rosa, which has a very short swimming season relative to Southern California. And there was this newfangled thing called a hot tub that you read about in Sunset Magazine. And he went out to try and buy one, and there was no place to buy one. Huh. It didn't exist yet. This is like pre-hot tub industry. And he was a handy guy, so he and his partner figured out that they could build one of these things called a hot tub out of a wine barrel and pool equipment and uh, you know, jacuzzi jets and whatnot. They thought, 
you know, this is going to be a fad for maybe a year or two. And they did their garage business, kind of like Silicon Valley legends. Next thing you know, we have five locations selling portable hot tubs. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a big leap. So somewhere along the line, my brother-in-law came along. Jeff, you know Danny, right? Yes. So Danny came along. He was, he's a school teacher. And he said to Bob, I want to buy three. You know, Jeff will agree that everybody who wants to buy three really is a negotiation tactic. They want to get a price for three, and then they buy one. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but Danny was buying three for his friends, and he actually bought them, and he picked up all these kits and he brought them home and he put them together. And most people who buy the kits say, yeah, I'll put it together. And then, you know, after the weekend, there'll be an embarrassed phone call saying, could you guys come over and install them? <laughs> so Danny could actually, he actually followed through and bought three and he could install them. Next thing you know, the school teacher had a summer job uh, as an installer. And at some point he invested in the business. And so Danny and Bob actually are, are major shareholders. Then at some point, they were opening a new store and I was between things and they said, you want to sell hot tubs on the weekends? So I said, sure. Uh, little did I know. Within maybe a week, the we had two people working in the store, a full-timer and a part-timer. And the full-timer was gone and I became the full-timer. And that was, I always say 20 years ago, but it was really probably 40 years ago now. <laughs> it was a long time ago. So that's kind of how I got involved. You know, one thing led to another, and now it's been my life. I think the backstory of the hot tub store is so interesting because you have a lot of people who are involved in it. I feel like from kind of a high ma high level management ownership uh, perspective, right? Yeah, we have a, a much different organizational structure or ownership than than most most of our friends, which are owned by a sole proprietor or maybe two partners. So we have several shareholders and that was one of Bob's, what's it called, an ESOP? Is that what uh, yeah. oh, sure. mainly did? Yeah. Well, not not as formally as that, but Bob wanted to make key people owners, at least partial owners. Because, yeah. you know, if, you, if, you, if you're an owner, you think like an owner, maybe. I mean, it's smart. It seems to be working for you guys. You have how many stores now? You said five? We have five stores. Okay. Four major retail stores and a clearance center in the Northern California, Sacramento, wine country areas. The store has definitely been around since the inception of the industry, but you've also been around since the early times of the hot tub industry then. Yes. Not not quite as old as the store, <laughs> but really seen, I, I would say, the growth of the, of the, of the portable spas. Because that's kind of when I came in is when portable spas were kind of taking off. Sure. The topic that we wanted to have you on to discuss was online reviews. And so it's, it's kind of interesting for someone who's been around since the early stages of the hot tub industry to see how much the industry has changed and then to see how much just business in general has changed and how much online reviews are now to running a retail operation operation and how important that has become. I'm sure you have probably an interesting perspective. <laughs> we believe that most people spend a lot of time online researching their purchase when they're going to buy a 5, 10, 15,000 or 40,000 if you're talking about endless pools product. Part of, of what they do is they go to review sites such as Google and, and, and on the West Coast anyway, Yelp. And Facebook is another uh, place where they'll for reviews. I think the, the big review site is Google because it, it's, you know, if you search hot tubs, your Google My Business page, if you're doing it right, is going to show up on page one. And that's where your Google reviews live. So they're they're very easy to access by a consumer. So the, the more reviews you have, the better. That's for sure. So I'm looking at 
um, your Google My Business page right now. And it looks like, I think it's it's split up by store, right? So yeah, reviews are always by by the by the location when it's, sure. when it's Yelp and or or Google. Facebook is, is unless you have an individual Facebook pages for each location, it's just it's just one site. Gotcha. So for the hot tub store in Santa Rosa, you have about sixty four Google reviews and a four point nine star rating. That seems pretty. That seems pretty good. That's what we strive for. Well, actually, we strive for more. Uh, not, I mean, not in terms of the rating, because an occasional bad review is actually makes it more legitimate. Sure. But we're always striving for more, and we're actually frustrated. Our goal is a hundred reviews per site, and we're not per, per location, and we're not there. Jeff, how many do you have in in, in your uh, main location? I just had a meeting about this yesterday, and um, right now, I was just looking at this. Um, our Google reviews are Marlton has 84. Our New Jersey location has 84. Our Exton, which is kind of the Western Philadelphia suburbs, has 91. And then our main off main store, just north of Philadelphia, has 415. Jeez. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Talk about how you did that, Jeff. <laughs> well, we we just were very were very much on it. We talked to our customers about it over and over, and. Uh, we asked for them for the reviews. Now, obviously, they can't do it in your store on a computer, which protects all of us from somebody just making up a bunch of reviews. But yeah, we we would we would ask the customers if they're enjoying their spas, and they would, and we'd say, hey, would you be willing to give us a review? It's really easy, and then we would show them how easy it was. You know, because you can take a phone and in two seconds be able to show them how to set it up and, and do a Google review. And then the salespeople got into it, and then they liked having their names in a review. So. Sure. So that became very popular for us. But boy, you talk about something that's going to differentiate you from your your competitors. That is huge. And because now we have a system that we keep growing it every month, it's really hard to even ever catch us. So yeah, that's something we, we focused on. And Dan, something you said earlier is really true. I, I don't, we used to like have a fire drill when somebody would rip us with a review. And I just don't want to live that way. We knew we had customers that loved us. And you're absolutely right. When somebody rips you because, hey, maybe we all do this. We drop the ball sometimes. And then sometimes people just aren't being realistic. I can guarantee you, you could go on the look at the four seasons in um, Bora Bora and you'll find somebody that was miserable there. But I'll tell you right now, it's 4.9 stars and 99 out of 100 people loved it, but there's always going to be that guy that complains. And so I, I take that guy much less serious than I did before. It's legitimate, but often when I look at our practices and what, how we handle our customers, um, it's just difficult to make everybody happy. So when somebody does complain, that's okay. We can live with it. What do you do if you do get a, a bad review? That brings up a good question. I mean, when I, if I'm looking at a company and I'm reading their reviews and I see a bad review, I don't necessarily care that they got a bad review because like you said, things happen. You have people who are impossible to please, but I do pay attention to what the company, how the company responds to a bad review. I mean, what do you guys do if someone has something negative to say? I think Jeff probably does the same thing because we've all had the same training. <laughs> we hug our hater. That means the first thing we do is thank them for the feedback. This is the public re response is, uh, you know, thank you for the feedback. And then we look into it. You know, we apologize and then we dig and find out what's going on and we try and rectify it. We still can't please everybody. And it's rare that we've, it's not rare that we've finally taken care of the issue if there really is one, but it's rare that they'll change their review even when we've fix the problem. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting because you're like, okay, are you happy now? They got their pound of flesh, but now they want more. They say they're happy or they're satisfied, 
but they won't change the review, which I guess is, you know, like you say, it's probably better to be 4.9 than 5.0. Oh, absolutely. Nobody, nobody believes that. You know, we've had a competitor who he had just a handful of reviews and one of the reviews was him talking about how great he was. <laughs> and, and, and I, I, I thought, I don't, can't he tell that people can see that, he, that he's the owner and he gave himself that review? But yeah, some people are a little new at this. Um, it is kind of funny how, how reviews go. I did see a review one time where a guy, you know, it was clearly, it was, it was almost personal, the review, uh, what he was saying about the guy. And then that guy that was a spa dealer turned around and his rebuttal was, you know, four or five paragraphs defending himself and his actions. And to me, everything got lost in the shuffle. And instead of just being, um, just in my opinion, just just like you said, Dan, we go about it with the approach, hey, we're sorry. Thanks for the feedback. We'll work harder to get better. What about you, Megan? As you look at a review and you see that, do you, do you go, okay, that seems fair? Yeah. I mean, what I usually look for is I just want to make sure that the, the business is, is respectful of the person, no matter if they're being unruly or not, and that at least say that they're going to make an attempt to, to make it right. You know. But I, I mean, is there a time and a place, though, to defend yourself online, or should you just never, not even ever go there? I don't think you should ever defend yourself, but you can explain yourself, which is a little okay. bit different. If somebody's going to post a one-star review, whether they're whether we earned it or not, you just have to get in their world and acknowledge it because they're not going to post that unless something's going on. And, you know, sometimes we talk about drunk reviews. <laughs> you know, it looks like this guy was drunk when he posted that. Um, that's internal, you know. Obviously, we don't say that online or, or to his face, but sometimes, you know, it's like drunk texting. You know, you want to be careful. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I always laugh at the reviews where people are like, I called and they never answered the phone. And I'm kind of like, seriously, you're going to leave a one-star review? You've had no interaction with this company. Like, they're busy. Well, I mean, what's the big deal, you know? <laughs> that's what I think. I think that people that read the reviews are level-headed. And again, if they see 4.9, they see this guy's not happy. And then they go through 10, you know, and I don't know what the average person reads in reviews, but the next 10 are raving they're thinking that guy, that guy had a, uh, he's just had a bad day. He woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Like yeah. clearly, yeah. clearly the company's not where they are. There's a lot of solace in that. There's a lot of peace to know, Hey, look, we don't have to have a fire drill every time something like this happens. We need to review it. And, and often in our case, when we review it, it'd be easy to get defensive. It'd be easy to say, you want to go online and say, Hey, listen, he's not telling all the texts that were 830 at night between the salesperson at their house and him trying to get everything right. He right. doesn't mention anything about us going to the next place of trying to fix things and go to the next level, I should say, of, of, of that nobody else would do. And you can't say that. You can't blow your horn that way. This is too why you need to get reviews because most of our customers love their product and they like our company. So here, here's, here's, I think what's interesting. We have a, a neighboring dealer that's a pool and spa dealer and they do more pool service routes than they do selling hot tubs. That kind of business is much harder to maintain your high reviews because sure. there's so much more opportunity for things to go wrong. So most of our negative reviews obviously are coming from owners who are frustrated with a service experience. And then there's the occasional one where, yeah, you're right, they didn't answer the phone or I came into the store and they didn't talk to me because, you know, I was the fifth person in the door and we're single staffed <laughs> and I'm pissed. <laughs> things are out of your control. Yeah, you know, uh, Megan, something you asked about how things have changed over the years. 
Well, this has actually backfired on the public. Because of reviews, good, credible companies are much more careful that watch that. An example of this would be, it is very difficult to help a customer and we have several companies, I know Dan does too, around them that have gone out of business. And when you go to help them, you explain to them, you know, we cannot easily get parts for this hot tub. So we're going to have to come out and assess the situation. And then after we assess the situation, we're going to have to order the parts. Then the parts come in and then we realize, oh, we need other parts. And now the customer is going, you've been out three times. And basically there's, you're, you're helping them write a review about you guys not knowing what the heck you're doing. And in many cases, <laughs> working on other people's products, sometimes we don't. And you wind up looking foolish while you're trying to help them. They're seeing you as, you know, the Keystone Cops, you have no clue what you're doing. And of course you do. But again, everybody in our industry that manufactures hot tubs does something a little different. They tweak this, they tweak that. It's not a stock part. And so we avoid that business because we don't want the bad reviews. Ditto. And because of that, that's actually hurt the, the customer. Like So the, the guy that wants to help doesn't understand that. You know, it's the same thing. People come in the store and they go, these are all the same. They're all boxes of hot water. They're all the same. So uh, it doesn't matter where I buy it. I just want the best price. And of course, I think everybody, everybody in that's especially hot tub retailer would, would agree that that's simply not the case. All tubs are not equal. So you, you do the same thing, Dan. You, 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 you try not to take that work because it can only, uh, what is that? What's that expression my dad used to love to use? Uh, no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> Well, seriously, what you described is, is accurate, what we would go through, and our competency is servicing what we sell. You know, we do it every day. When we take on Brand X, it's usually a nightmare because we kind of know what we're doing, but we kind of don't know what we're doing. Right. And, you know, even if you do set it up that it's going to take two or three trips, it's not a satisfactory experience for anybody, the customer or us. Yeah, it's a, it's a good reason. Like you say, it's a good reason to avoid doing that because you will get the bad reviews. Right. It's a great way to find a new customer. You know, if you get out there and you can say, look, we can't, we can't do this. Uh, you should think about a new spa. We've had, we've had people, we do a lot of flat rate pricing. So it's one price to change out a pump. And some dealers do that, some don't. But we, we've had people that have, you know, thrown that up in our face on a review that we weren't being honest. But yet we have so many customers every day. We're out doing 25, 30 service calls a day that don't complain. They're good with it. And they and they know we're an honest company. So again, it goes back to not being able to make everybody happy. But if you're trying to make your customers happy, it'll, it'll come out. And so like, again, that's sort of the approach we took was let's get as many reviews from our happy customers as we can. So when the people are upset, yep. it, it doesn't turn into a crisis. I think we should talk about reputation management a little bit too. Yeah, that's great. Cause that's kind of what this all comes down to, right? Yeah. There are third parties that help us generate reviews and head off negative reviews. Jeff, you use somebody, don't you? Do you use Broadly or? Yes, we sure do. Yes. And that's a system where every time we have a transaction, an email or a text goes out to the customer saying, uh, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's basically, are you are you happy with your transaction with this business today? And you get a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And if you get a thumbs up, then they say, would you write us a review? And if you get a thumbs down, it'll ask for your feedback. That thumbs down private feedback is awesome. It really is, yes. It's it's the same as a bad review, except it's personal and you can address it. Yeah, and the other part is sometimes they think that they're actually, that's being posted. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, because it kind of has the same feel. They think they vented and posted, but the reality is 
when the thumb goes down, they're not directing them to Yelp or to Google or Facebook. They're directing them right back to us, which you're right, is is good feedback. Yeah, and they have had a chance to vent. They didn't yes. post, but they vented. I think that's a good yeah. way of putting it, Jeff, because yeah. a lot of times all we want to do is vent. Yep. You know, the, the review sites is a way to vent. Well, this this gives a safe space to vent. Yes. Safe for us. Yeah, that's great. So then so then once you get the positive or negative feedback from them, that can you can that then turn into a review? I mean, if someone gives you a thumbs up and they say something great, can that then be, you know, just posted onto Google? How does that yes. work? Yes. Well, from due to the creepiness of technology, <laughs> they can tell whether that person's a Facebooker, a Yelper, or a Google, and they direct them right through that path they're going to be most comfortable with, and they know that they have that information as soon as they have the customer's information. That's correct, right, Dan? Yes, that's pretty much correct. They can't direct them to Yelp because Yelp has their own rules. Okay. Um, they can direct them to ask them to post on Facebook or Google. For us, truthfully, not that many people do. You know, they've given us positive feedback, but they haven't gone ahead and, and posted, and, and maybe we need to work them a little bit more. I know that there's different software systems out there. The people that seem to get the most reviews are the people that they get a thumbs up or thumbs down on every counter transaction right. at, the, at the actual counter. Um, and now it's just a numbers game. You know, so you get three or four reviews from Broadly because they direct people to, to Google. But, but if you can take your Broadly reviews and and jump them from, say, twenty five to fifty, you're you're going to double all that stuff. So, yeah, we were wondering why that happened. When we first went with Broadly, and you know why we're talking about Broadly. There is another company out there that's pretty big that does that. What is the What's the name of that company, Dan? Oh, there's several. There's there's Reputation something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I can't remember. There's one that, that IHT uses. Yes. Yeah. And I, I can't remember that either. It's only fair to say that as, as people that might be listening would, would want to have that. Well, we can do, I can do a little research and put some of those companies in the show notes if anybody wants to, wants to check it out. But, but how long have you guys been using, been using Broadly? I mean, I've heard great things from people about Broadly in general. They love it. Oh, a year maybe? We started in November. Okay. So not, so not too long then. No. Broadly's got a niche in the industry because they discovered the industry and they went to the national show. Right. And I think they're the only ones that were at the show. They also have a free web chat feature they could put on your site if you want it. It's not really full blown, but it works. You know, web chat's not something we're talking about, but that's a bonus. It'd be another good topic because we've actually sold spas with web chat. Oh, really? Which is amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I won't say it's the process all happens on web chat, but that's the, the initial lead yeah. comes through there and you could take it pretty far. Interesting. It's wild. So, you know, you were talking about how, how has the industry changed? How has business changed? Well, sure. I mean, most people during the workday, they're sitting in front of a computer and, you know, maybe trying to kill some time <laughs> doing a little doing a little online shopping. Why not find out about that hot tub you've been wondering about? That's right. You know, as Dan and I are both part of a best practices group. And um, I know we also like to listen to what people are doing and what's working and kind of watch them neander through the difficult process. And once they have it figured out, we just copy it. That's what we do. <laughs> but it's, it is, uh, these companies are, and as we were here, I just looked online and yeah, there's a ton of different companies that do the, that do the reviews and they're very interesting. I mean, it can get ugly out there. Now there's that glass door, you know, past employees. Yes. That seems to me that's all it is, is people that are disgruntled that have left the company and then they just rip the people in the, in it. And it's, 
it's somewhat dangerous, you know, but it's, um, it's an interesting, it's, it's very interesting. If you, if you look on it, your own company, what, what some people have said. Yeah. I suppose, you know, you know, you're worried about selling product and getting good, re- you know, reviews for consumers, but I mean, we all know that hiring is, is really difficult right now. It's hard to find good people. So yeah, there's a whole other review avenue that you have to worry about now. People are actually re- reading about you before they even come to you. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Time for a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about Yelp and Google My Business. And Jeff and Dan throw down over who has the best brownies. Does your spa business offer a customer experience that engages and excites? Bullfrog Spas is the only hot tub manufacturing partner with a program dedicated to retail experience. Power Per Square Foot is a set of customer experience best practices designed to elevate dealership performance. With game-changing products, interactive sales tools, and step-by-step planning guides, Power Per Square Foot by Bullfrog Spas provides the complete package you need to succeed in today's retail environment. Visit bullfrogspas.com to learn about dealership opportunities today. Besides, I mean, it obviously broadly helps a lot with garnering more reviews because you're asking for them at every single sale. But what are some other ways that you guys have found that can actually help you get more reviews? I mean, Jeff, obviously you guys have a ton of reviews. And Dan, you mentioned that's something you're still, you know, kind of struggling to get more. Well, I I think Jeff said it is every counter sale, hopefully we know who they are. You know, obviously not every every counter sales are customer or bought a spa from us, but you know, how are you loving your spa? And you get the feedback and then, you know, would you mind posting a review? And Jeff's right. You could you can literally if they give you your phone, you could link them to the site where they can just type a quick review. And a lot of the reviews are just five stars and no comments. Sure. Mm-hmm. I like the comments better. The salespeople love them. You know, if it said, sure. Jeff sold me my spa and took great care of me, well, people actually literally come in asking for Jeff. And our salespeople just blows them away. So that's, uh, you know, good feedback for going for more reviews because they asked for me because they saw my review on Google. Yeah, that's great. That's got to be a boost, a boosted confidence. Because I feel like as, as a salesperson, you don't get a whole lot of that kind of recognition. Usually salespeople, I feel like, get talked bad about more so than anything else. <laughs> but it's a it's a tough job. And so, yeah, it's got to feel really good for them to see someone appreciate what they've done as opposed to, you know, just been thrown into that salesperson group. It's very interesting. You know, we, we took it to another level. And Dan was um, out visited last spring, but we have a giant sign in our showroom um, on a on a big wall. It's high up, high up, but it says Google us, the most Google reviewed uh, company in the Delaware Valley. And once we established that we were, that was something that we want to we want to bring that up and we want to bring that up because we want them Googling our competitors. And, we, and we've had it. We've had people come in and go, your reviews are why we're here. And what we did was we took that sign and then we took little snippets and we got this from Google of the reviews where it had, you know, William was the best or Tama was the best or we really enjoyed Danielle. And so those signs are now all all around that big sign saying Google us. So it, it helps to start that conversation. And it's important. It's important to do that because they're not going away. Reviews are not going away. I mean, we were just in Europe and TripAdvisor will get you around that place really well. <laughs> reviews and restaurants you're standing at you know stuff that you, you couldn't have done 25 years ago 20 years ago like it's it's really amazing and helpful i was in california for work a couple weeks ago and i had some time to kill before my first meeting and so i definitely got on yelp to find a nail salon <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it definitely it can help in all situations <laughs> dan what do you think of yelp well 
Yelp is a controversial one. There's there's a widespread belief system that it's that it's a uh, pay for play. Pay for play. Yeah. yeah. If you advertise, you get the good reviews showing up, and if you don't, the bad reviews show up. An online Better Business Bureau type thing. Similar to that, yes. I think Yelp is huge for restaurants and you know maybe nail salons. <laughs> um, I use it for restaurants. It's I use pretty... it for nail salons. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. I use it ahead of of TripAdvisor for restaurants in, in in the states, but then I use TripAdvisor, like you say, if, if for international stuff or hotels. But Yelp also has this funny algorithm, so they say, where they have I can't remember what they call it, but disapproved reviews that they bury. That's kind of the myth: is if you advertise. Your good reviews don't get buried into this other section. If you don't advertise, then um, your bad reviews appear in the in the main section. I don't pay that much attention to it. We don't focus on it. But when we get a bad review, it's the same thing. We want to take care of the people. You know, Google is the monster. The, the, what do they say? The elephant in the room? Yeah, it is. But, you know, you bring up a good point, Dan, about what you're saying, because we've had situations where you have that customer that really is not tech savvy. You know, they're, they're so excited, so happy, and they want to help. And so they do a Yelp review. And they go through the whole process to do it. And then that review gets buried because they don't Yelp enough. Exactly. And, it, and I'm like, well, that's so wrong. Where Google pretty much keeps the last review is the last review. And it's it's real. It's honest. It keeps moving along. And so, I, I yeah, that that's one thing I find very disingenuous about that. It, it doesn't change the fact that they're they're to be reckoned with, right? They're, they're, not, they're not going away either. But that's one thing that I, I thought is very unfair that somebody gives this genuine heartfelt review and it gets buried because they don't do it enough. Well, in, in, in Yelp's defense... What they say is they're a community, the Yelp community, and they're they're serving Yelpers. And Yelpers are people who participate more than once or twice. So if you come on because, you know, one time because Jeff asked me to do a review, that's not really their game. We have to work to push them to Google reviews because, like you say, everything in a Google review is there forever. Is it harder to manage Yelp reviews because of all those reasons? I mean, is it harder to stay on, stay on top of them than, than Google? Oh, no, everything is set up with notifications. Oh, okay. So if you get a good review or any review, uh, at least, yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not getting thousands of reviews, but any review on either platform, you get a notification. Gotcha. And then you, you get a notification, you know, in the middle of the night and you look at it and it's a one-star review and then you can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> get more reviews. <laughs> it is sort of like a, you know, on a treadmill. People have a lot of power and we, we as retailers, we're very committed to our businesses and, and it's offensive when somebody rips you. And, and it, 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 I mean, I came back from um, being away this past weekend and and that was the topic of discussion was somebody was just so upset with us and they were so offended. The people in that particular store worked so hard to help him. He just would not would not acknowledge that. But, but the consumer has a lot of power. Dan, we were all freaked out back in the day when Watkins said, we're going to start putting reviews online. And we were freaked out because we were reading the reviews. And I remember at the time talking with Casey Rivers, who was the brand manager, and she's like, Jeff. We're not going to change this. I understand, but we need to be honest. And after I had a very thoughtful conversation with her, I was able to go back to our staff and say, look, this isn't going away. We need to embrace this. And people, consumers will figure out that, wow, this is really honest. And we've had some very innovative products come out with salt and different things that people review and they 
put all this out and you know we have a, a saying here that salt's not for everybody that's how we start our conversation about salt well let me tell you first it's not for everybody but let me tell you why people like it and we go from there but when they don't like it they go and they write about it i think watkins manufacturing being that vulnerable to do this reviews and stick with it has paid off a ton and now most i wouldn't say most but the bigger manufacturers are are doing that they they followed suit and they uh they have those reviews. Watkins was one of the very first to actually put reviews of their products online. It's a little different for them to try to garner reviews versus versus you guys, because you're the one who's actually interacting with the customers. So, I mean, this is a completely different topic, but are, do people just buy their hot tub and then like it so much they want to, or, or dislike it so much they want to tell the manufacturer what they think? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how that works, Dan, do you? I, I don't know either. Yeah, I mean, I, I, didn't, I wasn't sure if you did. I mean, it's so it's not like you guys are sending your customers customers to review on Hot Springs website. <laughs> they asked it to us for, at first. You know, that's a good question. I don't know, you know, in our uh, in our email drips and our email campaigns will often say, you know, leave us a review and have a link. I have a feeling Watkins might do that when we register their warranties. I'm sure they have some kind of, of system. Well, they sure they sure do get a lot of them and, and they're real and they're honest and they're completely committed to not deleting the ones that they would that would not reflect on the company well because because they like us feel like hey listen the majority of the people do love the product and we need complete transparency well theirs is is also third party so they don't control it right they theirs are product reviews by and large so if you know and most people love them but if they if there's an issue with a hot tub and that happens occasionally that's when the the negative review will, will come for, for them. But, you know, what, what kind of blows me away, you know, speaking of product reviews is when you go to Costco.com and look at the reviews of the hot tubs that are sold there. We all know what they are and people love hot water. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They bought it for twenty four ninety nine and, you know, has wimpy jets. It's hot water in their backyard and they love it and it changes their life. You're right. Now I'm going to go, now I'm going to go online and look at the reviews of Costco hot tubs. <laughs> well, you know, it's things that we, we look our, down our nose is that right you bought a costco yeah i mean that's not how we ex- actually say it to customer but behind the scenes we know what they bought and they also love it we always want to be the last people somebody w- wet test in because like you just said dan sitting in a hot tub feels great warm water feels wonderful what it does for you oftentimes people get what we call hot tub headache they've they've gone around and around <laughs> and around and then so the last tub they they sit in they're so confused and and they're just ready to, you know <laughs> they're ready to buy and and you, you just you just want to make sure that you're always that last guy for the where they're wet, where they're wet testing so you guys are kind of obviously farther along on your review journey what would you say to a dealer who maybe hasn't put in, in any effort into their online reviews maybe they're in a smaller market where it's not as important but what advice would you give them just to kind of get off the ground and get some reviews going on the right foot don't be shy ask for them ask your customers they're your customers Ask for them. That's number one, ask for them. And with anything, make a plan. How, how are you going to do it? I imagine there there are these same dealers might not have even paid any attention to the, your Google My Business page, which has evolved over the years. And it's an important part of your web presence, assuming you have a website. <laughs> so that's where the reviews happen. So you have to, the first thing you have to do is claim your Google My Business page and make it nice. Then you, you, you need to have a plan. So yes, you ask for them and show people how to do it. Show, show them where to go. Well, Google too is amazing because when you, you look up the hot tub stores in the area now, when you move the mouse around the store, like where the pin drop is, it'll pop up name of the company and how many reviews they have right there. 
right? Like it's, right. it's that's pretty fascinating. When so, I mean, I don't think a lot of people know that, but if they did, that's one of those things that's very powerful. You know, you're looking around, you go, this guy has 12 reviews, this guy has eight reviews, this guy has 30 reviews, this guy has 400 reviews. I'm going there. That's huge for us, and it would be huge for everybody. And by the way, the more if if all my competitors had 400 reviews, we'd be selling a lot more hot tubs in this area. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is a little bit of, um, I mean, you're, you guys are sharing this information. Anyone could listen to it, including your your competitors. But yeah, if everybody was getting better reviews, it would be good for everybody. Everybody, I think by and large out there, everybody knows what they need to do to be the best. It's just, it's having a plan that Dan said earlier and then sticking to it and implementing and doing that week after week after week. It's hard. And that that's why I think a lot of people drop off, but, but it's, it's, it's very rewarding when that plan comes, comes to fruition and, and you keep working it. And Dan and I have had the privilege of, of watching each other over the years, be able to, to do that. Uh, I, I'm grateful for our, our business friendship and business relationship for sure. Likewise. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you guys think is important when it comes to to reviews? I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. I think the only other thing is we talked about a, how to respond to the bad reviews. I don't think we talked about how to respond to the good reviews. No, we didn't. That's a good point. Every every review should be acknowledged. At the very least, a thank you. You know, if I have a five star review with no comments, then then that earns a thank you. If there's comments, then I want. Just like in the sales process, I want to have a, a thank you comment that's related to what they said. I, I don't know about that, Dan. It, it is Friday afternoon, but I, I, I don't want to. I don't want a sleeping dog lie. I don't want to piss them off and then they write me a bad review. So. No, I, I think in complete honesty, I find it, it incredibly hard to keep the time up to do all that. And I, and I, and you're, you could not be more right, Dan. Everybody should be reacted to. And it's hard to, it's hard to do that. It's hard to be behind everybody's review. You know, something we didn't mention. Um, one thing we do the cheat to get reviews is we give, we send brownies to every customer that buys a hot tub from us. And we use a company that actually has a review site. And we have over 300 reviews on their site that when you start Googling us in reviews, they pop up star reviews. Do you use those guys? Dan? No, I have not used them. Not not for years. Yeah, Smitty's. Yeah, Smitty's. Smitty's out of Oregon. We got away from it and we went back to it, but they, they send um, brownies. Not the kind of brownies you can get out where Dan lives. <laughs> um, but but they, they send, we send them these great brownies. They love them and um, they write reviews and sometimes they turn. They also will alert us if there's a disappointment and they give us a whole list of how the delivery crew did, how the sales team did. Uh, you know, the back end fulfillment, all, all of that kind of stuff. They're very helpful that way. It's not just giving them brownies. We're getting a lot of info back, but they also, yeah, we have hundreds and hundreds of reviews with that company. And do they turn into Google reviews? Absolutely. Yeah, they sure do. And especially when you see it, but, but getting back to being able to stay on that on a daily basis, being able to, you know, you talked about having a customer uh, service manager uh, earlier before I think we started recording. But that that would be somebody that would be that would have to be in the job description of that person, that they would have to stay on top of those. And it's those appreciation, those thank yous. 
is that something your your customer service uh, person is doing, Dan? Are they and are they kind of in charge of helping with the reviews? It's a brand new position, so you can say yes, Dan. <laughs> and <laughs> so, so maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one day he he he's yeah. going to have his hands full full with with other issues to just create the good reviews. <laughs> There you go. So, Dan, are you the person who responds to most of the reviews? Then? Sky and I do. Yeah, I was gonna say. I I think I saw your name on a lot of these. Uh, Yelp well, Yelp reviews. thinks I'm the owner. <laughs> Yelp is structured, or somebody has to be. Oh, the owner. interesting. So it doesn't matter if Sky types them or not. Okay, it says that it's it, you. It says that it's me. Interesting. interesting. You're airing your dirty laundry right in front of us here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I I I would have to say one of my takeaways of this conversation is definitely what you had just ended with, Dan, which was making sure that you do follow up with the customer because that's something we're weak at and we, we need to do that. And not not just when somebody gives you a bad review. I mean, we're pretty consistent, quiet with good reviews and bad reviews, but uh, a simple thank you goes a long way. What I'm going to take from this conversation is I really want a brownie now. So thanks a lot. <laughs> well, I'll have to ship you one. From Dan's going to try to send you his brownies, but my, my brownies are better. I think his brownies are illegal in Oklahoma. No, they're not anymore. Oh, how about that? Yeah, I know. Oklahoma <laughs> leading the way. <laughs> yeah, but if they're shipped from California, they are. Oh, oh. This is true. This is true. I'd have to buy and make my own brownies in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. And I have to have a, a, a medical... Uh, reason to have them right. <laughs> <laughs> well dan thank you so much for coming on here and talking to us about this i really appreciate it we've talked about reviews a lot but it is not a topic that's going away and i think the more perspectives you have on it the better so thank you so much my pleasure thank you dan podcast is produced by Spa Retailer Magazine. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SpaRetailer.com, and the Spa Retailer app. Please leave us a review and let us know what you think or email us at podcast at SpaRetailer.com.